Thank you all for listening to One Mic Stand. Do follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. That is O-N-E underscore M-I-C-S-T-A-N-D. Also, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the same name. And last but not least, to all our groupies, we could not have done it without your support and feedbacks. Fuck yeah. He throws him up on the other side. The... One mic stand special today. It's not hell in a cell. It's a room in Golden Mile Complex. Hailing from the opposition party stronghold in Haugang. We have Alexis Lee. Welcome to One Mic Stand, Alexis. Alexis, how are you doing? Everything is good? Really good. It's TGIF. I am sober. <laughs> what were you doing before coming to this room in Golden Mile Complex? I had worked and I went to gym and then I went to shower and came here and I'm starving. But actually, I tell you honestly, you're not like built like a wrestler. No? I mean, you are a professional wrestler. Oh, sorry, I forgot to intro that. She is a professional wrestler. She wrestles for a living. Yep. But you don't look like... A, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't, uh, you're not a good wrestler or whatever, but you don't have the build of a, like a really buffed up wrestler. Why is that? Unique. No, just kidding. Do you need that build, that buff to be a wrestler? Not really, I suppose. It's nice to have like different varieties of like, not really different varieties, that sounds wrong. Yeah. It's like just it's like different body where... body shapes. You know, like, like China, that, that body, <laughs> that build. I wish I could get there, but no. <laughs> We'll need Paddy to Google up and show us pictures of China's video we want to trick it. Paddy, if you are listening to this again... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Always a worthy mention, huh, Paddy. <laughs> so, Alexis, what makes you take up this wrestling? So, usually, like, with many pro wrestlers, like, you hear their stories, they're like, oh, their childhood, f- like, fans that like kind of grew up and wanted to become a pro wrestler but for me it's like I was bullied basically throughout my studying oh you were bullied yeah like throughout school like who from... dares bully you man I was different back then that's what everyone says uh. that's what everyone who's being bullied uh, said but because really? I was also being bullied yeah. when I was a kid by Ashraf <laughs> <laughs> when I was secondary school remember Ashraf Always picking on me, like slapping my face. Those were the days. Uh, I repent. Such, such, such a huge man. Such a huge move. Just slapping the shit off your friend. So as you were saying. Bullet, oh yeah. So yes. basically, throughout primary and high school, I was like being bullied. So in high school, it was like to a point where I just wanted to change things up because it's not like I'm I'm gonna fit in. So I was like, you know, what's one way for me to actually kind of like fight out of this situation from feeling like so shitty the whole time. But were you verbally bullied, physically bullied or both? It was like kind of like both. It was it, it was a lot of mental toll because it was like 
you know, especially in high school, that's where everyone goes through puberty. And like with puberty, it does not hit you like one shot. Like everyone the same age, same time sort of thing. So I was kind of like the the slower one. (laughs) So like people always make fun of me for like my my physique and all that. Like, you know, because the upper area hasn't really grown yet. Oh, okay. Okay. So like they they would always make fun and like it just just makes you feel like shit the whole time. Well, I just want to tell you this. uh, You are like the third girl that's on our podcast the third <laughs> lady that's on our podcast yeah so who's the other two lucky what one? has that got to do with what one is Vivian uh, karaoke hostess uh-huh. and, <laughs> and the other one made a brief appearance her name is Juvina oh yeah, yeah. Juvina was here yeah. Juvina yes. Huang was here yeah. why was it just brief appearance uh, because she's with Paddy her name is Jesslyn Bay ah. yeah. again Paddy again, Paddy uh, yeah Hot like this name now. <laughs> it should be trending next, sir. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag Paddy, uh, everyone. <laughs> so you got bullied and that's where you, you thought that you want to make a change for yourself and mm-hmm. stand up for yourself. Yeah, so it just reached to a point where I just like, decided, you know, I want to change and like, I kind of started watching MMA but it wasn't really speaking out to me because it was just pure violence and then like that's when I started watching pro wrestling and like the storylines just drew me in because back then this was like I think post attitude era like kind of just post because I was in high school well the attitude era was the best era for wrestling right you remember that remember that right? Did, yeah, did you yeah, have yeah. a glimpse I, of the attitude era? I did, I did. I watched back. So I was watching right. the current product then and I watched back. When actually wrestling became porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back, back when the women were like doing what? The, yeah, the yeah. jelly wrestling, like, you know, yeah, yeah. the pudding wrestling. Then there was like what? The Mark Brian Panties match. Yeah. And it became like, porn uh, at one point in time. But then again, the they had okay. that good content with it. Like mm. they had Stone Cold and uh, The Rock. H. The Rock. The Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker, yeah. Undertaker has been around. Uh, Mankind. Yeah. Mankind was cool, yeah. man. Oh my god. Uh, what's his name? What's his real name? Mick Foley. Mick Foley, that's right, man. And he had Cactus Jack also. So many. Yeah, yeah. So but what people. does your parents think about this? How do you go about telling your parents, look, I want to be a pro wrestler? So they kind of caught me watching pro wrestling in high school. It's better that they caught you watching pro wrestling <laughs> than they caught you watching porn. Yeah, of course. Yes. I think yes, like neither true. of those options would like sit well with my family either way. Like conservative family, you know? Okay, so okay. so anything that's, you know, out of the norm, they're like, what the hell is this? Like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I would be hiding, like watching wrestling and like, so I want to watch the latest one. Back then, this you was like... You hide and watch wrestling, huh? Yeah, so it's like when I came back from school, I would be on a computer I'll watching be watching wrestling, wrestling with my parents, yeah, man. So it's a family affair, not wrestling. <laughs> it's a different thing. I'm, I'm a female, so I, it's I, like, I know, yeah. as a girl, you have like, you're held on a different standards compared to guys in Asian, mm. the typical Asian kind of like culture with the family's de- uh, demographic and all that. Okay. So yeah, I had to hide and sneak around. I used to set up my alarm on like what, 2, 3 a.m. So I could turn on the Star Hub to like secretly record. Oh, really? Because yeah. this was like the really the... Like around... You actually before watch 2010 or, or something. No, so I watch it like after I get back from school, before my parents came home. Uh, but it's like literally just a couple hours after this sort of thing. So it's not too far off. 
Okay. This was before internet was really. You know, last really time when I was a kid, right? Now uh, we had to rent the video uh, video, video, video case, uh, the, VHS. that one yeah. is a bit too old already. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you a story which was once a long, long time ago. Uh. It's like a fairy tale, like that, but do it's we, real. Do, do we want to listen to your story, you know, Yeah, but remember, no. But do you went through that experience, not? Yeah. Like renting. We went to the shop and flip through the 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 folder Catalog. and see yeah. what. Which, um, Technically, I kind of grew up around the tapes. VHS era still, like a little bit, just a short, short bit yeah. towards the end of its death to like CD. No, after that, it was Laserdisc. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, LD. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the one that looked like your uh, uh, tree. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> the vinyls, you know. Yeah. And so, how do, how do they accept it then? How do you break the news to them? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of hiding around and that shit where they really, really hated it. They were, like, proactively, like, trying to stop me from watching wrestling. They even had my other family members Send included. you for exorcism or what? I, I, I wish so, but nah, that would be a fun story, you know. But no, they, they had included my aunts and uncles, like, to try and convince me to stop watching wrestling. They're bad, ah. Yeah, that sort of thing. You should have just, you know, dressed up as mankind and surprised them. <laughs> I give them the soko. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot lah. They bigger than me. They taller than me. How are? So eventually, are, are they accepting of what you choose right now? Like so now it's more of like they have given up on trying to stop me. It's mm-hmm. like every now and then I still get the the like you know you should stop like get do something more serious with your life instead of such things. I think maybe it's just because they don't want you to get hurt. I said yeah, I understand yeah. that lah. But the the whole point of like pro wrestling is to keep each other safe and entertain the masses. So that's why I kind of like preferred that over MMA. Like I do enjoy MMA, the, the aspect of like the art of grappling and all that stuff. But like with pro wrestling, it's like really basically action movie in real life. Like right there, you, you get to be creative. You get to like just entertain people like right there instead of like Wait, on, so you're on telling a stage me that, that Wrestling is not real. <gasps> no. Oh shit! It's real. I think we need the M I B the Man in Black thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> memory white thingy. And you his memory of, of this conversation. Real. When wrestling is real, don't lie to me, man. It's real, lah. I, la. I just, I just, I just got whacked every single week. That's all thing, you know. <laughs> no, I was telling her the same thing just now. We actually believe that back it then, was la, real. Back then, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. In the eighties, when we grew up and we were kids, huh? man, we thought that shit. And then I, I actually spoke to her about imagine being in this room right now, with Kane. <laughs> <laughs> we would be in hell, oh, literal hell. Man, I've had nightmares about this before. So now that we have established that it's not real, that my childhood was all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's everyone's childhood, right? Uh-huh. So who came up, who comes up with all the scripts So the we, we actually had a creative team. Like, so they would kind of like sort out the matches that go on the card, the sick, like uh, which match goes first in the whole card and all that stuff. And then like uh, people would pitch their ideas and like the creative would kind of like think whether it's suitable or not, that sort of thing. But let's say the match is like 20 minutes Usually it's 20 minutes or 10 minutes. Uh, usually it's about 10 minutes for 10 a typical minutes. match, yeah. So you need to memorize the move, who hit first, who hit second, what goes next, or it's just um, spontaneous? 
it's a bit of both in a way. Uh-huh. So like when when we first started, it's like we just really went through the whole match. Like we kind of like broke things down and like we kind of like practice as though it was a play that sort of thing where you just continuously practice and like run through rehearsals before the big show. Yeah. That sort of thing. And then like when you start becoming more experienced, you already have like your sets, like your move sets and all that stuff. So you just talk to your opponent, kind of figure out the whole flow of the match and then be like, cool. Is there such a thing as like an opponent who says that, okay, friend, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm going to hit you. And then after I'm going to like drop you and then uh, uh, there's going to be a three count. Then he said, or she said, no. This is what I'm going to do. Who decides who wins? Is it a toss the, of a the, coin? The, the, <laughs> the company boss decides that. Oh, really? Yeah, the promotion, the promoter, like, basically, they will decide. Who's your promoter? Uh, It's Vadim and Andrew. So, they are both the co-founders of SPW. They have handled the company since day one. Tell me more about SPW, man. So, SPW started back in 2012. So, it was started with... Uh, yeah, and Andrew met Vadim... In a wrestling match. Somehow, I don't know, through something... And then they decided to start up a company in Singapore in 2012. SPW was born. There was a first batch of pro wrestlers who some, I think, are still with us. I can't remember. Mm. It's so long ago. It's like eons ago. Just me. nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you feel, let's say, the, your, your boss say, okay, today you're going to lose in this match. Do you get upset or not? You say, no, I want to win. No, I mean, that that becomes ego already if you like you insist on winning. To oh. me, it's like, as long as you tell the story, fans are, are like, bought over on this whole thing. Like, you just win. It doesn't matter whether you get pins or not. Yeah. It shouldn't matter because, I mean, this is entertaining. This is, this is not like in an MMA fight where you're like just fighting for a title or something like that. There is no, like, real winners or losers. I mean, mm. as long as you make the fans love you and like, appreciate what you've done no matter if the good guy or the bad guy I think that's a win you know why I asked you this question huh? because you remember the Montreal screw job <laughs> the Brad Hitman yeah. yep the excellence of execution <laughs> because he wanted to win yeah and the script was not in his favour because he was in his hometown but technically he was promised he would win yeah. so he got screwed over so that's a whole situation that's right it's called screw job yeah oh. The Montreal screwjob. Yeah, that's right, man. Didn't ring a bell until now, Ashraf. Uh, Thanks, damn. Huh? There was a lot <laughs> Thanks, of... Huh? There's a lot of backstage things with that story, actually. Like, it has come out over the past few years yeah. about it. So, yeah, it's it's quite a bit of a story to delve into. Lah, into a mm. short, brief moment. Who is your favourite wrestler, Talib? No, don't say it. <laughs> we'll say it together. What era? Oh, dear. Any era. No, cannot. Why we cannot? Because there is a favorite wrestler for every when era. When we grew up, our era. But your favorite one? Uh? In the 80s and 90s? Yes. Okay. okay. At a count of three. Let's see if we are the same. Okay. One, two, three. The Roddy Ultimate Piper. Warrior. Roddy Piper. Fuck. Roddy Piper <laughs> is the best. Ultimate Warrior is cliche. Every no, motherfucker no, likes no, the Ultimate no, Warrior. No, 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 no. Who's no, your favorite no. wrestler? All time. Because you didn't grow up in our era. Ah, so, shit. Yeah. Uh. You can't say it yourself, huh? No, like, They'll be not, cheating, man. Not, I'm, not, I'm not that, like, so much self-love, you know. Like, that, that's another, like, confidence level. <laughs> so, who's your favourite wrestler? There are three that I really look up to a lot. Okay. The, the, uh, for different reasons, I suppose. 
one of my favorite, like all time favorite, it's Triple H. What? Why? I don't like him, man. But a lot of people like him. I mean, the the way he does, like the, he has like kind of, he's basically his whole career, like seeing him from, from the the Hunter Hunt Humphrey character yeah. and how he evolved the into classy the Englishman. the kings of kings into the game, and then he's team up with DX and all that. And Motohead. Tell him I have a bottle of mineral water here. You want to smash my cannot, face? Cannot, cannot, cannot. Can, COVID you, COVID can COVID you drink it and then do like how Triple H do in his entrance and blow it out? If only there's a video. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it for you guys later as part of my promo. <laughs> and who's the next one? Uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, huh? Really? The the thing is this, like, cause I read somewhere that he actually has a fear of heights and like he's this high flyer. So I also have a fear of heights and okay. like before pro wrestling, I was like really scared of heights. That when I do flying fox, I would cry. Or like when I went to the MacRitchie Tree Dog Walk, I would really cry because I'm okay. dead afraid of heights. Okay, so like, like, I mean, there's a backstory to it. Yeah, so it's like slowly over time, I kind of like more or less overcome a better part of the fucking fear. Yeah. Okay. And what's the third one? Mickey James. Who's Mickey James? Sir? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> the fuck is Mickey James, remember, man? You remember like, that that storyline where Trish Stratus has had with like this stalker fan? Uh, no. So like nah. Ah, so Mickey James was like the stalker fan, but it's it's not like I like her because of that. It's Let me just, just Google up Mickey James <laughs> while you're talking. Huh? Oh, is this what millennials like? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure of the situation. Like what's the convo going there? Like just Google up phrases to find it. Mickey James. Yeah, yeah carry on talking. Okay, while he is googling Mickey James, what is your all-time favorite wrestling move? Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. damn, that's hard. Yeah, on the count of three, eh? Are we all okay, three okay, to go say okay, one okay. thing? Let's just all say at one time, lah. Huh? Cannot, you won't pick up. Okay, then then you can just go here first. No problem. All right, sure. The classic big leg drop. Dear <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> hey, but that's devastating, you know. Whenever you see the fucking leg drop, uh, that means Hulk Hogan's gonna win, man. <laughs> That's like, okay, you, on you call. Should, you, you might as well say, like, you know, when he hulk up, and then he points to you, and then you're like, you know, you get the fright. No, then you do this life. first. You do this first. Like that. Yeah, you yeah. you yeah. whack his figure. Yeah. I, I like you. I like the stunner. Uh, uh, that's that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. At least be realistic, Ashraf. I am realistic, but. No, I mean, like. At least do something like the Scotty too hotty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the worm, the worm. Yeah, the worm, yeah, that's what it's called. The worm. What about you, Alexis? The one that's on, uh, like, pretty much every wrestler's favorite shit. <laughs> RKO. RKO. I like that it's like it can be done freaking anytime. And, like, there was a moment where everyone was making memes about it. So that was, Ooh, like, yeah, yeah, it is freaking yeah, yeah. height. Which was amazing, yeah, and so yeah, he yeah. just like every week he just like bust out an RKO out of like out of nowhere, which was so awesome. True, yeah. It's like I, the, I, the build I, I, to it I, I was freaking fun, this. yeah. Yeah, I mean the way he sneaks up also on people. Oh, you know? I, I love his like his very sneaky. The way, way he sneaks up remind me of how Talib sneaks up on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and kick his ass. <laughs> Not RKO because I cannot jump to that high. Then, then you just stun him, boy. Just do a stun, <laughs> kick him in the groin, and I move. Before I do the big leg drop. <laughs> That leg drop, uh, just you, you don't know his height has like decreased, right? Because of all the leg drops he's done in his career. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like compressed his spine a bit. Actually, most of them did, no? 
I listen to the Undertaker podcast. Eh? Oh, he they they have hip problems. Most of them have hip and spine problems. And their spines are like, uh, and hips are like metal inserted now. Now most of the time, a lot of them, yeah. yeah. Then you have guys like the one two three kid who has uh, torn his anus several times. What anus? <laughs> By who? No. Triple H. <laughs> no, no, no. China. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know he does the the buster on the corner. Oh. Yeah. So he has one. <laughs> I remember, like out of nowhere, I was like just reading like the latest wrestling news, and I was like. Oh, he got sent to the hospital because he taught his anus. I didn't know about all this. It's just so a terrible he... way to get injured, man. <laughs> so imagine in the middle of a match, like towards the end, you're like going to bust your move and the guy just like slips oh, away man. and you just hit the tembako and then you got sent to the hospital because you have blood coming off your ass. Because you tore it. Oh, that's bad. Uh, huh? It should change his finishing move. Huh? But he's really well known for that, so. Yeah, yeah, true, so. Where have you wrestled besides uh, Singapore? So, Tell us about your so, story. So far, I've wrestled in over 10 countries uh, from Australia to America. So, a lot of the Southeast Asian countries I've wrestled in, like uh, Malaysia, Thailand, eh, India, eh, Macau, Hong Kong, Taiwan. Then, uh, yeah, Australia. That's quite a bit, eh? Yeah. You've got a bit Australia, of a portfolio there. Yeah. France, America. Um, what about Austria. Japan? Japan. Oh, Japan. Oh, uh, not yet. I, I was I was supposed to kind of like work my way up there. So I wanted to do my UK trip first, like kind of like to hit there a bit more. Because I, uh, I can speak English, I can't speak Japanese. No, but you say you you want to work your way up there. Is Japan like an ultimate goal or what? Japan's, of course, the ultimate goal. But it always scares me because of how good it is, like how how respected pro wrestling is, mm. in like those countries, like in those regions, like in. Japan and Europe and in America, like and also at Mexico, all this like it's really well respected. Every of these regions have their own culture, which is like I just want to learn and want to pick up and be like, it's 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 about life, right? You know, yeah. we we continuously grow. So I mean, this is also a kind of like part of my journey, cause the wrestling industry in Southeast Asia is pretty new. It it just started in two thousand twelve. Like SPW was one of the first in Southeast Asia. Then the other companies came up. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a lot on some of us in a way to kind yeah. of like continuous grow and promote that, you know, there is wrestling in Southeast Asia. I have a FB acquaintance uh, yeah. who is a wrestling fan, Japanese wrestling fan. He will go to Japan and follow all the matches there at every perfecture, is it? Perfecture is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he will go there, follow all, and this it um the the matches ended, the the whole Story tour ended, ended often, yeah. and then he will just go back. I have a friend who's in my FB who's like that also, but uh, he worked for WWE before, Noel Boyd. Oh yeah, Noel. yeah, Noel Boyd is uh, a firm believer that wrestling is real. Mm-hmm. It is still real, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, when you were actually in, uh, in okay, let's talk about Southeast Asia first. Huh? Yes. Which is like the most badass country in Southeast Asia when it comes to wrestling? Is it the Thais? <laughs> because they seem quite crazy, right? So, okay, with the, with the Thais, they're, they're actually trained by um, Amy Sakura. Okay. Amy Sakura. Who okay. is uh, this Japanese legend. 
this Joshi legend, she's been in industry for like as long as I've lived. Because she debuted the year I was born, so that's how I remember how long her career is. Lucky for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So she started up um, Gato Move in also around 2012. She did the, the Thai branch too. So she was the one training the Thai wrestlers. So that style is very Japanese kind of way of things, which is more Joshi way because she's a Joshi trainer. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. So it's it's like that. They may seem crazy, but they're not really that crazy. Like they're cool. They're awesome people, I man. The Japanese people are all are usually crazy. No lah, not all lah. Oh, that's, that's, the... <laughs> that, that's a wide range, <laughs> so you know. No, there's the death matches. Oh, okay. Japan have death matches, which is scary. I don't want to go there. What do you mean by death matches? They have weapons which are really insane. So some sometimes the death matches, typical death matches, they would have the ropes lined up with the. They would have the ropes lined up with like light tubes, like you know the one up here, those light tubes. Yeah, okay. They okay. would line up the ropes with it. So if you hit it, you would smash it and like you know pieces could get into your skin. Who knows? We don't know. It's a surprise for everyone. Woohoo! No, wait, can you really <laughs> die from this? Not really, but it's like. Then they also have barbed wires. They they have barbed wires on tables. They have barbed wires on beds. They have barbed wires on anything. It doesn't matter. Then some... What? They have like shit ton of crazy weapons, you know. Well, That's why it's called death matches. It's it's insane. Uh, octopus part of it also. <laughs> <laughs> These things only happen in uh, Gakeno Sukai. Have you seen Gakeno Sukai? No, but it sounds crazy. <laughs> no, no. It's a, it's a comedy show, but it's quite extreme. Gaki no Sukai, yeah. If you look it up in the uh in, in YouTube, right, you actually find uh quite amusing things, which is crazy but funny. But Japanese is like that, right? Yeah, they're crazy. They like that kind know. of uh sick humor in a way. They have a wide range, they have like the kawaii to like all this sick humor stuff. So yeah. pro wrestling is the same in Japan. Mm. So when you were in uh, America let's talk about the big countries, huh, where wrestling is much uh popular. Ish. Yeah, much revered, shall I say, in French. Revered. Oui, oui, oui. Muy importante. Wrestling is very important. <laughs> in places like, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, let's talk about America. Lah. I mean, you go to America, you wrestle, and then you see that crowd, and they're super going crazy about it with their banners and things like that. And how do you compare yourself against the... Uh, I don't know, the Western wrestlers? Uh, so the idea is that everyone thinks that, you know, independent shows are going to be packed out, especially in like big countries and all that. But the reality is because there are so many promotions, it's very hard to kind of get the word out to really pack in with like hundreds of people. Because I mean, everyone also has budget, what? When you have so many wrestling shows, you need to make your product like, you know, different from the others, like unique so that, you know, you can draw crowds. So not all companies are able to draw massive crowds. Like in SPW, we are really privileged because we have such a good, strong fan base and we usually pack out our our shows to like ranges from like 300 to five 600 people. That's not bad. That's a freaking big crowd. We have a lot of international yeah. wrestlers coming in and say, you know, we freaking love your shows because like, I mean, there's so many people, you feel their vibe, you feel, you feel of their energy. And in America, you've heard of like, in the, like maybe like WWE wrestlers talking about the independent days where they would wrestle in a gymnasium in front of 10, 20 people. Mm. I mean, that's kind of like what I had experienced a bit too in America. So it's very different. Like it's, it's a big change in pace from what I had 
like I'm I'm really spoiled in Singapore because yeah. of like how the, our crowds basically they just spoil the shit where, out where of me. Where are events in Singapore? Sorry, I just need to drift away. Uh, away. in Singapore we kind of have events depending on where we manage to book the place. Mm. So our biggest one was in uh around Farrah Park there. So that's when we had Kenny Omega in Singapore. We also had the pit done for the first time in Singapore at that Farrah Park ish area. With S S P W. Yeah, yeah, with S P W. So for those two shows, we've had six to seven hundred people. I think I can't remember. It's around six hundred people. So that's no, a really big crowd. I'm I'm like smiling right now because I'm thinking of a character for the next S P W wrestler. Oh no. Yeah, I really. <laughs> I I have something for S P W man. If you are planning on the next... <laughs> okay, go. I, I feel sorry, like this I'm is sorry. scary. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, just cannot, I just cannot take it. No, no, hold, on, so, hold on, hold on. Let me just compose myself. <laughs> the next character should be named COVID-19. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he will come out with a mask and he's a fucking parasite. So it's just, it's just hard to lose, man, this COVID-19 character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this one question. You it's okay if you don't want to answer this because I hope the feminist movement or Marua or whatever won't come after me, lah. Okay. <laughs> but let's say you are on your period. Do you still have to wrestle, or you have that choice not to? No, we still wrestle. We still train. It's like part of our lives. Uh-huh. So we just kind of move on from it. Like we just continue and move on from it. Yeah. But it won't affect, you know, your performance, like, you know? I, I, I suppose it's like all women has like gone through this every month. So it's like you kind of figure out a way that you deal with it. It depends from each individual. But for some of us, we're lucky enough that we don't have it like so hardcore that, you know, we're crying from the cramps, that sort of thing. But usually we just like, you know, we, we pop a painkiller, that sort of things to kind of like help. So the show still must go on? Yeah, it does. I've I've won it, I've actually one time wrestled when I had fever. Okay. <laughs> like I, I came back from America then it was like freaking whole day of traveling because I mean yeah. from America to Singapore I had a stopover. Then I was stopover in UK and then I came back to Singapore, I went back home, dropped my shit, changed and I headed out the door to like go to the training ground to you know, talk to my opponent and meet my opponent and all that stuff. So I developed a fever that night and then I had to wrestle that day. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you just have to push and move on. I mean, that's what we do. We're entertainers. We, we want to make the crowds happy. We don't want to, you know, fuck things up. One mic stand. Damn. Thank you all for listening to One Mic Stand. Do follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. That is O-N-E underscore M-I-C-S-T-A-N-D. Also, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts with the same name. And last but not least, to all our groupies, we could not have done it without your support and feedbacks. Fuck yeah. And if let's, let's just go back to the Western world. Huh? Do you, are you, are you, uh, were you stereotyped when you were there? No, like, thankfully, I felt like really okay in like, I mean, all my travels. Nah, like, oh, like, it's you all will cool. be the Asian uh, and you will lose the Oriental was, and you, you know? lose nah. this match. That's <laughs> <laughs> like how you always lose the wars. Oh, that, 
There was also another Chinese chick on that card. Like uh, uh, she was okay. from WWE. Like Zara Jiang. Okay. She was in the same show as I was. Mm. So like this was our first time meeting each other then like we just started like just fucking with the rest. We were like talking yeah. to each other in Chinese. Yeah. Oh. Just like just for fun, you know. So uh-huh. like I, I was I was like low-key laughing because we had a we had a uh, match with all the girls inside. It's like a over-the-top rope battle royal sort of thing. So like she was trying to like throw out some other girls that was in the opposite corner of the ring. And all I could hear was her saying. You form an alliance. <laughs> she, we we kind of did at some point, and then she attempted to throw me out. So that that did not go anywhere. <laughs> you know, last time with the wrestling, we have the what the Can M connection. What's that? <laughs> Fucking hell! You grew up in that era. I don't know about the Can M connection. No, I have no Marty idea. Gennady. Oh, and and, uh, and uh, Sean. Yeah, Sean Michael. I think so. Yeah, the yeah, Rockers. Yeah, yeah. the Rockers. Uh, what a name, man. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot get any more uh, cringy than that. Uh. <laughs> what about the killer bees? <laughs> oh, man. No, but why I ask you that question is because it's pretty normal for them to stereotype. Yeah. Like, for example, the great Kali and some dude who looks like an Arab, right? Then after he'll be like... The Iron Sheikh. Oh, yeah. they, they had that one with the this one character that after, after the 9-11, I remember. Which one? There I was. Uh, I can't remember, but there was. Yeah, they they kind of ran this terrorist kind of like storyline at one point. It, it was a big thing too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a lot a lot of people were like, "What the hell?" Yeah, that's that's pretty. Sensitive. And this is coming from WWE. The fuck. You should be ashamed of yourself, WWE. Yeah, true. <laughs> 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 like as though they give a shit. <laughs> but no, like so far, no, no, uh, stereotyping, stereo stereotyping of me. So far, and you go on in the ring as Alexis. Yeah. But you also have uh, this uh, name, uh, the, 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 I don't the know what's it called. Lion City Hit Girl. Girl. <laughs> yeah. What, what did they call it? A nickname? Yeah, like a nickname. Yeah, nickname. Yeah. They, they, Lion, mm, what, what makes it Lion City Hit Girl? I don't because know. Because that's they, quite a long nickname, man. They, they just gave it to me because, you know, Lion City Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit Girl, no idea. I don't kill anyone. I'm not like a hitman. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I just get hit. So maybe that's why. <laughs> it's more like the Lion City girl who get hit, you know. That's I think that's more of what they were going for, but you know, shorten it so they just cut off some words. And most it. guests that come here usually will ask them this question. Yeah. Oh no! It comes that part again. Pass me that uh, biscuit first while I'm hearing your question. Uh, Patty, we eat your biscuit. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me, man. If you were to give us wrestling names, what uh. names would we be? What? Oh, lot. <laughs> I don't you give wrestling names. It can just be as crude names. as possible. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't give wrestling names. So it's it's weird. Uh-huh. Yours probably the hipster. Hipster? Yeah. Or the, the, the beardster. <laughs> I want to be the hoaxster. <laughs> With the, the V-neck shirt. It's not, no, huh? him, him. Oh, him. Oh, okay. Oops. Just to cover his chest hair. That hipster beard. He's just missing the beanie, you know. I wear Glasses, that everything. It's all on But are you the heel or the face? I am both. Oh, what are you now? You're both? Uh, you don't give a shit and then you can no, just Now it's like one. really don't give a shit, yeah. Oh. So it's like there, there are moments where it's like the good guy meets a bit of bad guy. I, don't, I just don't care. Yeah. For the people who don't know, baby face means that you're a good guy. I don't know, really, I don't know. If you're the heel, that means you're the bad guy. Yeah. You, the, and then the more the appropriate thing? question to ask her is, do you think we are heels or babyface? I 
think you're more like the rock kind of thing, you know? Where you have faces, like baby faces, but then... The, the things you all talk about, it's like, you know, the rocks promo sort of style. Really, yeah? Kind you know of. that a lot of listeners are going to puke listening to this, right? <laughs> right? When, when they, you like, just you know, praise you know how, us you know, to a certain pedestal. You know, you know how the rock, like, kind of, like... Impromptu kind of shit, yeah? Shit talks, like Tell John Cena, that sort of thing. Can you give me the eyebrow, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both went up. Yep. Can't be the rock, man. Maybe Coco beware, yes. <laughs> so, and yeah. Anyways, sorry, you were going to and say And now, that. COVID hits, you know? <laughs> What's next? I mean, you can't do shows. Yeah, I had to cancel my tour because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Literally days before. Oh, okay. I was supposed to fly out. I had to cancel everything. Like, then shortly after they went to lockdown. So, that did not work out. But yeah, like, uh, so it's been kind of nice that, I mean, COVID kind of forced us all to you know, take a step back in our busy lives to, to kind of just chill. I mean, it's a forceful chill, but you're forced oh, to yeah. chill. That's an interesting opinion, man. Tell me more. Yeah, because I mean, like, before that, I would just be, like, rushing, like, you know, working to save money to, like, for travels and all that stuff. And then, like, now I can't do that. So it's like, I'm I'm just, uh, you know, working, spending time with, like, the people around me. Because mm. before that, it's just, like, rushing and all that stuff. It's like, 10,000 things at once, but now it's like maybe about 100 things at once. It's it's a lot more chill. So it becomes weird. Like you have all this time right now that in the past you don't have and like how you're going to work with it. So I've been, I've been like kind of working out a bit more, which is nice because I mean, I always wanted to try out like more of like boxing and all that stuff and just didn't push myself to go for it. You can try with Talib. Really, he, really he can be a punching bag for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, the Rocky star, right? Just punching yeah. the... I can the... be a Polo Creed uh, if you really want to do it. So what do you think the new norm for wrestling in Singapore going to be? I think now we're just thinking I mean, maybe things... wrestling with mask on? I don't know. Nah. That's when <laughs> the character comes just, in. Huh? Just... That's how I thought about it. COVID-19. We're just taking things step by step. So uh, when we could actually resume training after lockdown, we actually, there was like no contact. So it's like you really have to adapt to like this new situation. So we were doing a lot of cardio. So I mean, it's a good time for everyone to kind of improve on their cardio because I mean, cardio is so overlooked. Like in wrestling, you just want to do moves, moves, moves. And then like your cardio is absolute shit. And cardio is so important for matches because, I mean, 10 minutes doesn't seem so long. But when you're doing all this stuff, it takes, oh, it, takes yeah. it out of you, man. Yeah. Imagine the main event, which is like one hour. <laughs> one hour, no lah. One hour. T- 20 minutes one hour. No. It's, it's not all main event, one hour lah. Very tiring, you know. No, no, no. The WWE hour, main event no, is no, one the, hour. No lah. Ah. That one is like Iron Man matches, this sort of thing. No. But Iron Man matches... I'll fucking give you a link right now to show that. Sure. One yeah, there are okay. some. Unless it's Royal Rumble. Like, it's, not, it's not so often. Right? Yeah, it's not so often. Because but I ever ran a visit. No, no. <laughs> it's true. It, this is a true story. I ever ran a VCD player to watch this uh, main event and Roy, uh, not Royal Rumble. Okay, there's this Royal Rumble, which is obviously a two-hour thing, but then there's this like three matches only, but it stretches to two hours. The last match was about at least. It really, minutes. it really depends. Like so, but typically. Your main event will be up 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. I think other than that, people kind of lose interest. Do you talk to each other in the ring? We do. We do. Like, sometimes like, hey, you okay or not? 
Really? Yeah. Because oh. you want to make or sure like you're when, protective when, of your opponent. So you no, want to make sure like that you're okay. both of you are in a headlock and then you whisper, okay, next move like this, next move like this. Yeah, sometimes you can't forget. So like, uh, shit, uh, what's next? Uh? I forgot. Oops. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I forgot. Please tell me what's next. And then if you both forget, it's like, fuck! But you like, have to cover yourself, right? Flight. To make sure that it's not... Yeah, like, yeah, So yeah. that's where my, my long hair comes in. It's awesome. Oh. I look like a ghost half the time in the ring. Yeah. Oh. I, I look like half uh, like uh, like a ghost like cause if I don't tie up my hair at all, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it your, just goes forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw your half face paint kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that was nice too. Yeah. What is your finishing move then? I just do the spear. Like I wanna change it up, but right now spear is like my thing. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. That's quite an interesting finishing move. The idea is because I'm really skinny. So I'm really bony. I think maybe now the next finishing move can be a cough. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's what I'm telling you, man. This or you know, you cool. could. You, it's better, right? If you if you just take a sip of water and you just do a triple H kind yep. of spray into the opponent. A cough or a sneeze no, but that's, or water. That's like uh, copying triple H. No, but I mean, instead of that, you do like, I mean, in WWE they always call it the Asian mist where they have the colored water. Oh, yeah. Then now you just oh. do no color lah. So referee cannot see what. Hey, wait, wait, okay, hold on. I, I, shit, man. I'm. In, I've got too many questions to ask you now. Okay, first and foremost, SPW, do consider this fucking COVID-19 character. Because you, this... I'll, I'll he pitch can it be, to my boss. Yes, I'll please do. The boss. finishing move will be a sneeze. Once the person sneezes, It's game over. End of the match. Just drop and then yeah. you can pin the guy. And then come One, with a two, mask three. and then with that parasite looking costume. <laughs> hey, but this ask is, him to credit me uh, when he's, the, he's in the ring. Why don't you do that character? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm just asking for a simple favor. SPW, please credit me when you're in the ring. Just call out my name randomly, out of nowhere. Thanks, Talib! Just like how we always thank Paddy in the podcast, <laughs> when nobody knows who the hell Paddy is. But, yeah. I still don't yeah. know. Yeah, of course you don't know. But Paddy knows who he is. Yeah. He feels good whenever his we call out his name. He's like about 15 times so far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still have absolutely no idea how he looks like. <laughs> I'll show you later. Yeah. But you wouldn't want to see him, trust me. In my head, okay, it's like the a Patrick myth. character, you know. The myth. How do they do the myth? This is one of those it's, things that it's which intrigues me when I was a kid. thing that only Asian wrestlers possess. Really? Yeah. No, no. I mean, not the magical thing. I mean, <laughs> I know you're bullshitting, but you see, at one point in time, I like like um, they, they the great Muta. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he does it? it all the time. There, if you watch, you watch it carefully. You have, you could actually see some parts where he's like sneaking in drinks, oh. like sips and all that stuff. Yeah. Like with wrestlers bleeding also. Yeah, uh, they have razors, right, for that. Right? <laughs> so sometimes you can actually see from like maybe a corner for a split second, you can see that they're hiding in the. Oh, interesting. You should take a closer look there's, at all. There's of a this. lot of like tricks no, of the trade. We often. should be in this industry. You want to cut yourself? No, I, <laughs> I want to be a wrestler. Uh, and cut yourself? I think you can. You have the look of a manager. Do you see that's the thing, see, when they Jimmy, cut Jimmy what? Jimmy Hart. Jimmy no the the, the Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, the one the, the uh, loudspeaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mouth of the South. The one that looks the like Kirk Hammer, right? Stuff, yeah. yeah. Kirk Hammer, eh? <laughs> no, but okay. What I think is going on is when they cut themselves, right? Is when those managers or or those other interferences come into play. So when the crowd looks away at the interferences and then this guy could actually cut himself. Or um, sometimes there are like where they just throw themselves outside the ring and then the other the wrestler attacking wrestler just gets back into the ring. So the camera just pans up to them. So the opener outside just does a 
Do Singapore wrestlers do that? We had a case where one guy did that. He did not inform anyone. Oh, so his opponent was so freaked out. And it was it was the worst thing because like, you know, my parents don't really enjoy me wrestling and all that stuff. And this was the first and only time they've come to a show. And oh. then this motherfucker decides it's the best match, the best show, to freaking cut himself. <laughs> so, like, congrats to my parents for watching it, like, for the first time. Like, coming, coming to watch me for the first time, the first and only time, to see a motherfucker just, like, you know, bleeding. When I'm trying to make it like, guys, it's safe, it's entertainment, you know, it's, it's good, it's cool. And then this guy just like, crimson mask, like just Ooh. blood pouring down his face. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but you guys have to sign the, you know, agreement or whatever. Yeah, 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 we do sign happens. that, yeah. You, you need to do that. Like. Yeah. I mean, of course, not protection. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So what is, what is next for you? Uh, next thing we're just like, uh, so right now we are we're looking at taping because we can't really do shows, mm-hmm. but I mean we could do contact uh, training already, so we're gonna do tape shows like we're gonna do tape matches so we can continue to. What did you do like, like tutorial via Zoom? Nah. You know YouTube how you do your moves. There's a lot of those already in the, on YouTube. It's like how you gonna make yourself stand out from them. So it's like, yeah, rather not. Yeah. <laughs> rather rather be more like flex our creativity in other aspects, you know? Like uh doing like short silly videos, that sort of thing. I'd rather do that. It's much more fun for all of us. True. So like, we have fun, the people watch it have fun. That's kind of like what I've been doing now actually. <laughs> Just yeah. random ideas. Where do you see this thing going, uh? This sport, uh the sports entertainment thingy. Uh I mean, it's reached its peak at maybe about 15 years ago with how WWE uh, framed themselves up. Mm-hmm. And now that this is a new thing in Singapore, it's been around like for nine years. Yeah. Where do you see this thing uh, going up in, in the future? So the best part about pro wrestling is that it has constantly evolved. It has revolutionized from like its hate, its past from like, you know, you've seen it go from WWF, the Attitude Era, to like the modern era and all that stuff, to the women's revolution. So it's like, it's constantly evolving, constantly changing, like they're uh, like, yeah, so, because the scene in Southeast Asia is so new, right now I think all the Southeast Asian wrestlers, what they want is to spread the word that there is pro wrestling in Southeast Asia. And it has actually helped us immensely when, uh, quite a number of us actually was part of the WWE tryouts back in 2020, 19 so that was the first time that you had like southeast asian wrestlers in a WWE tryout so we're like really out there spreading the word and like there has been like you know rumors that there'll be nxt asia that sort of thing so yeah i think right now for us it's like it's just the beginning it's like where we're like trying to really grow and make it bigger kind of like bringing like everyone's passion from like back then when they were watching wrestling on channel 5 that's sort of thing yeah. I mean cause since then like people just stopped really watching and like that's where the marketing has kind of like gone downhill in a way so that's kind of like I think what we're hoping to kind of achieve is to get people really excited about pro wrestling again and like yeah just just really hope that our childhood dreams just become a reality you mentioned about these WWE tryouts you, you went for this yeah. tryout what, what, what is involved there what do you need to do 
And I'm asking, I'm asking, it's a lot of asking like, for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they really like a lot of CrossFit stuff. So that would be like the training now. It's kind of like very CrossFit kind of like mixed training, which is which is nice. It's it's really nice. You have weights. You have like speed agility. They they really care a lot about the the athletes like their physical kind of like things. They have they have like the competition every year. So healthy competition is what pushes people to continuously grow and improve. So that's one of the things that NXC does. And like I I suppose like you know. Uh, basically with the tryouts it's just basics which is like things that we've actually been doing ish but like with WWE stuff it's a bit different so it's like we're just picking up from like what they usually do and like kind of take the tips from the trainers on like what we should improve on so we improve from there lah how do you get into WWE do you need to be talent spotted or there are like most would tell you it's like through tryouts but like yeah so tryouts is the best way to kind of like showcase your talent to show them in a more controlled environment about what you can do because it's all like just wrestling 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 it's not like in front of shows in front of fans where you prepare things so much beforehand this is like showing that you are a warrior you're a fighter you're not quit because their tryouts like their workouts are meant to make you want to give up it's how you're going to like persevere and push on because I mean with pro wrestling, it's you're like on the road two, three hundred days a year, that sort of thing. It's constant travel. There's so much pressure. There's so much that goes into pro wrestling, especially for the WWE. That you need to show that you know you're able to take it. That you are able to withstand like the kind of lifestyle. If like let's say, uh, you, uh, not let's say. Who is the wrestler that you've met before? Like famous one, like people of our era. Me Besides and us, lah. Your era. <laughs> so, uh, I've actually wrestled in Australia for a bit in Perth. And then, like, my first show in Australia, uh, in Perth, basically, was main evented by RVD. Rob Van Dam. Van Dam. Van Dam. Mr. 420. I don't know what 420 means. <laughs> what? But he's, he was yeah, like, yeah, he always pointing does his that. back. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is he pointing his back? Huh? No, it's like, or I don't know. Is that okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is this guy, man? He's like a superstar. Right? He's he's awesome. He's a really chill guy. Like he comes in uh an hour before the show was supposed to start. <laughs> so everyone backstage was like kind of panicking. It's like holy shit! It's like are are we get like I was like really confused because it's my first. Is time he rolling there. around uh, when he was backstage? Because he rolls around the ring quite a bit. No, he doesn't. Is oh. he short? He looks short. He's taller than me, Lee. Oh, okay. Like, but is he taller than me? Uh, I think a bit shorter. Hmm. I mean, he's quite tall. I'm one point nine one, man. He's like about one point seven something, I suppose. Oh, that's quite way shorter than me. <laughs> way stronger than me too. That's my height. Are you saying I'm short? <laughs> but but that's really true. Like uh, so he had the meet and greet. So he came in meet and greet. Then uh, he came backstage. Then like backstage was a freaking mess because everyone's like panicking and all that shit. Because yeah. it's Rob Van Dam. Then, uh, yeah, uh, he was in the first match. So, his pro opponent was stressed as fuck. Oh, man. So, uh, right when they had two matches that night. First two. match. One yeah. is not enough, huh? Nah, not enough. Okay. So Greedy th- motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but the first match, oh my god. He accidentally cut his head open the hard way. Like, he hit the, the barricade and he split his head oh. open. 
So like I was wrestling his uh, then girlfriend, like now wife, Katie Fops, and she was like really very very worried backstage because like he got cut open, was bleeding so much, yeah. and then Rob Vander had a second match. <laughs> but thing. I mean, yeah. they, typically, I think most people get pissed off when they get injured. But I really was real cool about it. it. Was like real chill. It was like yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Like the paramedics were like kind of like helping him close the wound and all that stuff. He was like totally cool. He even posed for photos. He was like yay. <laughs> so uh yeah like uh, Katie Fox was like trying to move away from that situation. Like she was trying to, she was worried. Checking on him, he said it was fine. And then like we were like just talking, and she was really trying to, to like you know get her mind focused on our match instead of him. Do you, do you ask RVD, like you had a chance to talk to him? No? I had a bit of chance to talk to him. Do you, do you ask him the all-important question, how are you related to uh, Van Damme, Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> I, uh, it's a legit question, right? No one, no one gave me that question to ask him. La. My mind just <laughs> blanked out. You know, when I saw him, I was like... Tum. And who else have you met? Uh, so like uh, after that, I also met Scott Steiner in another show. Yeah. Big pop pop pop. Was his bicep as big as what you saw on TV? I I think my head is like around the size of his bicep lah. Yeah. Well, that's big man. I mean he's big. He's a big big guy. He's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also has knee braces. I don't know why oh, that was relevant. Knee but, braces. Like, yeah. Oh, that bad huh? I think the upper body doesn't support the lower body. He has a really small lower body if you look. He missed his leg day. Yeah, quite a bit actually. He <laughs> forgot about it. Totally. Is, gave up he on was still day. quite chill. When I met yeah. him, he was quite chill. He was awesome. And uh, yeah, great guy. <laughs> Ashraf, yeah, if you were to... Yeah. Sorry. If Ash, uh, if you were to meet a wrestler, lah, given a choice now, who would you want to meet? King Kong Bundy. Oh, <laughs> why? He's just talking shit. Uh. Just be truthful, man. I want to meet... The ultimate warrior, of course, lah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But he's got no personality, what? You know who I want to meet, though? I don't want to know, sir. <laughs> ah, but they want to know. The listeners want to know. Yeah. They're curious. The who? They're curious. I mean, yeah. I haven't oh. said who I want to meet yet. <laughs> <laughs> you want to meet the curious? <laughs> the I COVID. I some bad out of nowhere. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to meet Macho Man Randy Savage, but he's dead. Uh. Or oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> because these are characters. It's freaking funny. <laughs> Sure, the ultimate warrior. Yeah. What you mean? You're motherfucker. With the veins streaming on his neck. So it's right. Would you want to get slim gyms from him? <laughs> we have a slim gym slim buffet gym. with Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, slim gym with Macho Man. <laughs> You know, one thing about wrestling or wrestler that people remember apart from the character itself is the entrance music. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you agree, no? Yes. Yeah. Like, before the character comes out, the music plays the music and you know, hits shit, and like, it's going to come. What, like is your entrance, what is your entrance music? <laughs> I caught up. Katy Perry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I love it. But I cannot pop. That song's like my nightmare right now. <laughs> what? I cannot what? You know that song, I don't care, I love it. Who sings that song, man? I cannot pop. I cannot pop? I cannot pop. 
Icona Pop. It's this duo. Wait, let me see if I can, I can play it. Don't worry, we'll play it at the end of the podcast. Yeah, like yeah. that song plays and like everyone knows it's me. But like, it's also because it's a very popular party song. People go party, they always tag me in the stories. Oh. So it becomes like, everyone's just... It's like become a nightmare because everyone's like making fun of me for that song too. Who chose that song? You or...? I gave a list of options and like the song I really wanted didn't make the cut. And what I got, song was that? I really wanted 21, I Am The Best because I mean, the the title just like shows... I have no idea what you're talking about. Man. Who's, 20, <laughs> who's 21? It's a K-pop group. It's oh, a girl okay, group. okay, 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 okay. No, really, I would have understand it. Yeah, I really like, like that song. I really wanted that because it's like it's so badass. The music video is so badass, and the best part is like during the in the music video, they also had a part where like CL was wearing like this boxer kind of jacket, but she was holding on to a WWE title. So it's like ooh. I should play her song at the end of the podcast, man. I will. Ah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I I just want people to like I won't just play the song. I will play it personally on the guitar. Oh my and god, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah no. he can. No? He can if he wants to. <laughs> what will be your entrance everyone, song, Talib? Everyone like, just sends me that song. Entrance song. I'll give you the ideas of what your entrance song should be. But uh-huh. you can choose not to. Or, uh, I, I want to rebrand a bit. So, yeah, yeah, can I? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text you later about this. Okay, but cool. my favourite entrance song would be... Hmm... I think the Stone Cold one. Uh, nothing I love it. Stone Cold yes. One. The first sound of the glass break. Ching, and then That one, yeah. No, but if you were a wrestler, what would be your, ent- <laughs> what would be your entrance song? What song no, what, you you, what do you name your favourite entrance music first? I know, I'm still thinking, so I ask you first. Oh, I, fuck. I my uh, put me my in favorite the spot. entrances. Triple H. Like, my favourite... Which one, the Motorhead one or the... The, the Motorhead one. Like, you know yeah, when he comes out with, 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 the, with the colours, like the, the coloured lights just coming out from the bottom, it's so nice. And then his hair is like all long and wet and it's all uh-huh. just come. Like that image is like so awesome. Hmm. I really like that. I mean, that's why he's one of my favourite wrestlers. Nobody comes out more aggressively than the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> that, I agree. That, that is true, though. And that music, ding, 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 that is like goosebumps, ah. You know, every and rest- the whole crowd is like, you know, oh. Erupts, the thing right. is, every wrestler that comes out, they will take their time posing. This fucker will just run straight to the ring. <laughs> really? And I, yeah, I, I get that. I saw this documentary. I saw this documentary. He actually got tired after that entrance. whole yeah after that whole entrance thing is done he's tired I mean, you know but I mean, he still goes on the energy that goes and you see the hype or not when he comes out and that he doesn't come out first that music hits and then after he'll run Pew. the crowd is bonkers man the crowd went crazy yeah it's like usually you would hear the sound and then the fans was cheering then the wrestler appear yeah. but he's his no. wrestler appear then the crowd yeah. like, go crazy yeah. because the timing is just like oh. yeah so have you have you thought about it I don't know. It's, it's a very difficult choice to, you know, think about. Maybe, nah, maybe um, Bleed by Mesuga. Who, who, who uses that music? No, I'm not saying if I were a wrestler, oh. I would want oh. that music. But we're asking what's your favourite wrestler in music. No, I asked him what, if he is a wrestler, what entrance music would it be? Mm. But after we started talking about that thing. Yeah, we did. 
Anyway. <laughs> wow. In the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to talk about this a bit. You know that movie, uh, have you seen the movie The Wrestler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey oh, Rue. Cried a bit. Yeah. What do you think of this? Uh, I mean, more so in the, in, in the, in, in the States. Uh, about this uh, crazy-ass lifestyle where it involves a lot of drugs. Cocaine especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, steroids. And um, this uh, maybe uh, 340 days on the road out of 365 days in a year. Yeah. So... Yeah, the, the the part is like, you know, I have met so many international wrestlers. I've kind of like talked to them. They are my friends. I, I learned yeah. about stories and all that stuff. It's it's insane, like, because I kind of have seen bits and pieces of like, kind of like the wrestlers play out in, in real life. And like, it's it's just crazy that, like, you know, you're like following the story. I have, I have friends who are in the industry for so long. They're like, thinking about retiring and all that stuff, it, it just feels like it's so sad that they didn't have their moment to shine in like a big ring in front of a big arena, that sort of things. I mean, that's, that's the harsh reality of life. Life is just that unfair. There are people who have like, had to give up their dreams because of one way or another, through like injuries or through like, you know, relationships, that sort of thing that soured. So it's it's like, when I watched The Wrestler, I was like, filled with so much emotion, I was like, shit, like, is this going to be my life? Because, mm. I mean, if I'm just one of the unfortunate many that yeah. doesn't make it, it's like, that That could easily be like, what's happening to me in the future. So, right now, it's like the, I have to, I have to make it. If I don't make it, it's like, I probably should, you know, step back from trying to push on, on this career for so long, that sort of thing. Cause yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, pretty much every year, every day, there's like new wrestlers, a new crop of wrestlers just popping up around the world. So it's just another batch of like competition that just add on this very long list of competition, and like yeah, you just have to figure out ways to kind of like stand out to make yourself really different. It's tough. <laughs> so like all these stories is like, just makes you sad. Yeah, I saw you. You're yeah. emotional with this, man. It's very emotional. But I'm sure you can make it because you, you, you I mean, you've already made it. You've made, you are like uh, one of the household names in Singapore. And, I, and I'm going to get to this. When it comes to the wrestling industry, of course, uh, no one knows, no one is a better household name than Xia Shu. What's her name? Who Shu? What's Sha? What's Xia Shu. Who is oh, she? Oh, Xia Shu. Ah, yeah. That's the household name, la, but this the, one is the in the wrestling industry. The blogger. He knows that. Like, he's I just pretending. Like. Blogger. I've know. met her before. So she has like really that high brings views. me to the next uh, point that I want to mention. SPW could actually go like how 1FC is big in this region, mm-hmm. country to country with matches. And even you, uh, UFC, they are now at this fight island, right? Yeah. Yeah, they go around. So do you think that you have, I mean, being a representative from Singapore, like going around uh, Southeast Asia at least for a start, just like how One FC is doing it. That is our ideal goal. That is like a goal we hope to achieve. But like, uh, with such like hefty aspirations, there are also a hefty price to pay. Yeah. So I mean, to to able to be able to travel, you need like a strong group of wrestlers that you can trust to to do this whole like touring thing with. And it's, it's like a lot of things to process, a lot of 
like you know egos to kind of manage too so it's kind of hard <laughs> well we never know but we wish the best you know we, we do we do hope for that yeah and one more thing that I want to ask you is do guys find it hard to date you <laughs> you being a wrestler maybe you know if they do something wrong you might give them the pile driver or something <laughs> Or the suplex in the middle of the road. Yeah, Who people, knows? People don't think that would happen. People don't think that would happen. But like, no, really, I don't think so. Like, so far, I'm still quite fortunate in my dating life. Mm-hmm. I want... Fantastic. To, I, I think I should brag that I, I'm, I'm doing a better job than the guys. Yay! Oh, <laughs> damn. So, lucky me. <laughs> so no wrestling moves involved. Huh? No lah. <laughs> What do you, what is your, uh, we normally ask this question at the end of the podcast, huh? what is your advice to those who wants to be like you? Or and to us. A, who you know? a, a, aspire to be like you, yeah. Or, you know, if you want to start wrestling. If you want to start wrestling. First thing is to be brave because, I mean, trying out something new is always hard. Yeah. It took me so long to try, want to try something new. And like, yeah, make sure that, you know, you're always comfortable in your decision. Don't make it feel like you're forced to do that things. Because, I mean, that's where passion dies. That's where you just kind of like hate yourself, hate your life, that sort of thing. So just really just go for, follow your dreams as crazy as maybe. It doesn't matter about the age. We have guys that's like in their 30s who like just joined us. Mm, we've passed that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but age is just a number, you know. I we mean, are gone as a... Diamond Dallas Page became a world champion at age 40 something. We started wrestling at 5. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, never say never. We, we, we started this crazy dream, like, just because we thought that maybe one day we could make it. And then we were, we, I somehow traveled around the world, yeah. wrestling, like, pursuing this crazy dream. I became the first Southeast Asian, I suppose, to win an. Australian title and an American title. Fantastic. I've made like my mark in history. Anyone else can do it. Like as long as they believe and like just really just do that first step and just try. I mean, there's no harm in trying, right? YOLO. You, you know what we can be? Ashraf can be Jerry the King Lawler and I can be Jim Ross. Awesome. <laughs> we can commentate your match. Can. That we yeah, can That do. would be good. Uh, yeah. That would be fun. Wrestling. Perry, if you listen to this, that's the advice um, Alexis is giving you if you want to take up wrestling. <laughs> Is he going to be the China of Singapore? <laughs> I don't know. Or the hey, one to trick it, I don't know. But before we go, I forgot to ask you this. Do you have any ritual that you do, pre-match ritual that you do before you go on in the ring? Eh, not really. I just put my music on like, because I don't want to be disturbed by the other guys because, oh my God, they can be so disturbing. Like, oh, there's, yeah. there's so much that's happening around Disturbing me. as in, you know, their physique, their body, no, their like, like th- or No, like, there's whatever. so much noise going on around that mm-hmm. I need to focus and concentrate. Like, and because I do get nerves every so often. So it's like, yeah, like, really nervous, like, jumpy and all that shit. It's like, you know, try to kind of, like, calm down. Mm-hmm. And then when my music hits, it's like, shit, it's all over again, and butterflies and stomach and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's like, music is kind of like my way to try to calm me down. And to kind of like hide myself from all this bullshit around me. Yeah. Well, thank you, Alexis. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure uh, and pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, Alexis Frigilly, Lion City Hit Girl. Especially a Fantastic. And here's one more before I say goodbye. Huh? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know who's COVID-19 is opponent? In the ring, Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, man. <laughs>